What's going on, folks? You are listening to The Quarter Note, an album review podcast. Four musically inclined individuals analyze a single project at a time. I'm happy to be back. I'm Jay Cass. It's your boy, Janoti Carter. Uh, um, Andre Dowdy. <laughs> I'm the cousin of noted Atlanta rapper Young Nudie, a.k.a. I'm Young Nodi. And welcome back. We're going to queue up Mace. Welcome back for Jay. Now that he's I'm going to punch both of you. Welcome <laughs> back. Welcome, welcome back. back. Welcome back. Oh, thanks for tuning in. As always, today's a very special <laughs> episode. <laughs> we are going to be going over our favorite albums of 2020, talking about the experience of listening to music and how it took us through. Dre, you got something to say? Uh, Yeah, so... This year is weird, obviously. Everyone was mostly inside, so mm-hmm. uh, the way we listen to music has shifted a little bit. Um, for me, personally, I know listening to music, usually I'm listening in motion, and because we couldn't go outside, a lot of the opportunities to listen to stuff kind of decreased for me just because you know, when I'm traveling, I'm in the car, I got something playing. When I'm on the train... I got something playing. Being at home, uh, I think I focused a lot more on different types of content. So a lot of more video-based things that I was getting involved in. I obviously got more involved in Twitch uh, more than anything else this, this year. So um, a lot of my focus shifted that way. And I think when I was what I was looking for in regards to just Sonics, I was listening or looking for stuff that was... Um, that didn't require a lot of energy, to be honest. I, I wasn't looking for things I had to really put my mind into, which is why like doing this podcast has been fun. And one of the reasons why I really wanted to do it myself is because like I actually needed the opportunity to like slow down and listen to something as a whole, as opposed to taking it piecemeal or listening or having just like a, a passive listening experience. So um, this podcast has been fun for that. It makes but, me feel good that you're you're saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But but yeah, this year for sure was weird. Um, and even we mentioned amongst ourselves, like some stuff just didn't pop off because it just didn't have the 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 Space. facilities, to, yeah, yeah, to mm-hmm. pop off. So yeah, this this year was weird, and at least my selections reflect that. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I would say the weirdest. Uh, the year has been weird, so therefore, I I'm actually a, a person in transit that listens to music the most, and I've been home for nine out of the twelve months of this year, so I really did not move around a lot. So because of that, like my natural state of listening to music isn't there anymore. So now I kind of have to go out of my way to now put it on in the background with whatever I'm doing. But I like listening when I'm in transit because I can focus on the music. Actually, it's like an hour or so that, I, you know, I'm just sitting there standing there just letting it uh, play. So that definitely affected my choice of albums as well. So my stuff is kind of like some stuff I was looking forward to. And then actually stuff that just fell in my lap, really. And I just ended up loving it. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, same sentiment. Like, I my commute to my my office is about like forty five ish minutes. So I'm like, on normal times, I'd be either listening to new music or listening to a podcast or watching like a show, like catching up on that. And all that went super duper down once everything hit. Um, I'm I don't think my like taste in music really changed. I was still kind of listening to the same music, but um, I think the frequency definitely changed. 
I mean, like, I still kind of did my weekly routine of, like, kind of, like, discovering new artists or seeing who people are listening to and kind of, like, going through it like that. But uh, I, I love hearing new music in a live setting, especially because, like, you know, like, Andre and Fax and Jay and, like, the rest of our friends are, like, all, like, DJs and usually present either their music or other people's music in a live setting, like, like every weekend. So, like, I was able to, like, really, uh, really feel how hard a, like a new album or a song would hit and like really see like the real world kind of like environment of that but you can't really do that now um so yeah so i mean same thing it was just strange um taste didn't change but the frequency definitely did yeah it feels like just like playlists became or not became more of a thing obviously playlists are a thing but like mm-hmm. as i feel like that's where like a lot of people's energy went to too like yeah. setting a mood and providing like a sounds for a specific kind of emotional state considering everyone's probably all over the place emotionally but yeah yeah i think like that was more of a focus than like you know getting deep into something or i'm just spitballing that's how i felt at least mm-hmm. i've been on that that mood type playlist already you want to wait till 2020 to do that man they start listening to music that's what we're here for <laughs> always late uh yeah, so none of that with me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you fools is talking about at all. In all honesty, the way I experienced mm-hmm. music this year didn't really change all too much. It really wasn't all too different for me. I was still working, so I was still traveling. And like you guys, I consume a lot of my music and a lot of my content through traveling and through commuting so because I was still on the go I was still consuming a lot of music and in that same respect Uh I was making more music as well I mean I'm not going out (laughs) like I'm not partying so I'm spending more time inside I'm spending more time creating things and being inspired by things and actually getting the chance to cater to that creative side or that that artistic energy that I crave sometimes and it's just been good this year I came out with many many albums and um I'm just happy with the output that I I managed to have this year and I was relatively productive in that same respect Mm -hmm. so yeah i guess all in all like music consumption this year didn't really change too much for me at least but that's a part of the reason why i Mm -hmm. wanted to do this podcast and why i reached out to you guys because music i mean consuming music shouldn't be a passive activity it should be something that we sit down and listen to and ingest and formulate our own opinions about and we should talk about it and we do so with so many other mediums like uh visual art and television and film and radio so um and sports Mm -hmm. so i felt like this was appropriate and i'm glad that it kind of manifested itself during this time Oh, so you didn't get into yeah. a rug making videos like the rest of us over quarantine? Is that what you're saying? You didn't make bread? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did not make bread. Are you better than all of us? That's crazy. <laughs> well, well, it's a good point though. You you traveled a lot, at least at least like 
I think Jelani's travel got cut. Fax's travel got cut. My travel got cut. You were traveling a lot more um, than any of us, especially because you were bouncing between two different places too. Mm-hmm. So you had the time for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, that, yeah, that was just my personal experience. Um, <clears throat> but what I really want to do is talk about what resonated with me the most this mm-hmm. year. And I want to hear everybody else's uh, favorite projects from this year. So that's what we're going to do. Top albums of 2020. Here we go. I'm going to start. Start it up. Number one for me. Well, it's this is in no rank order. I didn't rank this. Thank God. Oh, my I, God. I, I didn't like, either. What? Yeah, I had to yeah, rank no very hard time did jay's Ooh. like oh, we had to rank <laughs> it's not bro I, especially because like we didn't listen to things like like i'm looking and this is kind of like my favorite part of the year too just because like everyone's like yeah this is what was popping this is what was popping i was like this is what i missed this is what i missed this is what i missed so yeah, you you like making mm-hmm. lists though so you were i, I, don't, I don't like like making lists i like when everyone puts it in front of me so i can be like all right this is everything like mm-hmm. People were like, yo, it's the best movie this year. I was like, oh, word? I missed that. Let me go back to it. Or like, yes, I agree with you. Which is funny because I've always known Dre to be a, like, like his end of the year list being, like, unsurmountable. Like, and it, huh? <laughs> it's not in, like, it's not in, like, this is the top order. It's just, like, this is everything I listen to. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I consume. Yeah. As it's, opposed to, like, yo, this is the banger. But, like, I'll asterisk thing or, like, bold things. Like, this is really hot. This is really hot. Ooh, this the best. That's the best. <laughs> I might not write it down, but I used my liked songs on Spotify as the, the my cue for, okay, I have to listen to this at some point. So I'll put it in here, and I could come back to it. Then nope. the ones that really make the cut get sorted into other playlists. I'm so bad with that, too. Because, like. I'll like things and then walk away and then not like the things I actually like and they come back and I'm like, oh, what's wrong? I am the same way, but like to me, it's just kind of a way for me to be like, all right, these are things that I need to process and then I'm just too lazy to kick them off when I've processed them. But it is what it is. Um, <clears throat> Good album. Wasn't on my list though. <laughs> Keep it going, Jay. Keep it going. What album was that? Thundercat. Oh See? yeah! I didn't know they saying. came out this year. That's what I'm saying, I forgot dude. they came out this year. There was a, okay. All right. Okay. All right. It was very nice. <clears throat> I liked it. Um. So Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats unlocked was a moment for me. Mm-hmm. That album mm-hmm. is colorful, creative, unabounding. It finds. Kenny and Denzel in rare form. I mean, I know them both to be trap stars. And the fact that they straight up made an old school hip hop album and it was dirty and dusty and raw. project put Kenny Beats up into a different class for me. I was like, okay, you actually know what you're doing. You're doing, right. I was like, okay, you got it. Kenny Beats like continuously blows my mind anyway um second for me is a record that i wish we reviewed uh weeks ago um called pixel bath by gene dawson Hmm. has anybody heard of that not at all no no okay Mm, well it was was (laughs) interestingly um i was so it was between that and the gorillas that i wanted to choose for my week two review um and i ended up choosing the gorillas because like i was just more familiar with the gorillas but this album is like 
it's like a range between it reminds me of Kid Cudi, but like uh more of a, a blend between and more on the genre bending side, but it sounds like Nirvana and it sounds like uh it's just it really is just really really creative. The textures on that album are just very pretty and it's angsty and it has attitude and it packs a punch um for me it, the rhythms were very infectious it gave me a nostalgic feel um yeah so that was a that was a really good record um i will also say that lulu by conway the machine mm. also mm. was a a big one for me. I continuously go back to that album um, because I love The Alchemist and I find uh, Conway to be his most sharp on that record. Like to the point, uh, most hey, focused. Was that him and The Alchemist together? <clears throat> yes. Okay. Yes. Then I, all right. With the shark on the cover? Yeah. Then I uh, yeah. yeah. Very sharp. Very to the point. Um, and it was... It was in proper Griselda fashion, just how cold blooded and shoot sideways. Shoot up. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, that was a shoot sideways music is um, fire. Shoot sideways music. Yeah, that's that's the perfect way. I, I would need you to that. make me a playlist of what you think is shoot sideways music. Griselda, <laughs> Rock Marcy. That's oh, like a uh, playlist is called Doot Doot. <laughs> That's like Zach Fox has a playlist and it's called Hit a Nigga So Hard His Credit Score Drops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's just filled have, have with like the most aggressive trap ever. It's hilarious. It's great. Wow. Um, That's crazy. I felt that. Uh, um, also, another good album. This was an R&B record by uh, an artist named Kyle Dion, Sugar. Mm, yeah. Very interesting. Um, not your typical R&B record. Um, it's just really, it has a lot of personality. He has a lot of range. He's a phenomenal singer. He has a lot of personality. His songwriting skills are really amazing. Um, and he does a lot of pretty good, uh, collaborations too, um, he has a new record coming out in 2021 that I'm also very excited about. Uh, and I want to say it's hard to, it's just five records. It's hard, but Quelle, Chris and Chris keys, innocent country Two. Yeah. You were talking about that. For That's a how you pronounce yeah. the name. Quelle, uh, Quelle Chris. Yeah. yeah I, Quelle Chris is, I kept on seeing it written, but I never knew. I thought it was like Quelle Chris for like the longest time. Mm. <clears throat> Quelle Chris <laughs> and Chris keys. And, Andre put me on to Quelly Chris. So, yeah, it is funny. But I, yeah, th- <sighs> that album is so dope. And there's so much to it that it's, I'm not doing it justice by saying how much I love it, but I love it a lot. So, listen to it, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah. Quelly Chris has been on a, an upswing recently. Um, after Guns, specifically for me, because Guns is a really good <clears throat> album overall. Um, and one of my favorites from I believe 2019. If it didn't, if it didn't come out, it, yeah. Yes. But Innocent Country 20, one came out. I think 
year before, if I'm not mistaken. Then Guns and then Innocent Country too. A lot of yeah, it's also a pretty diverse album. Quality Chris is also kind of like in the same kind of awareness as Open Mike, which is why I like him. But like he's like I think Quality's a lot dustier, just like as a persona. But um, it's kind of reaching that that point in his maturity where he's just like. I'm getting old. Wow. <laughs> Innocent Country came out in 2015. 2015? <laughs> I'm garbage. All right, anyway. Jesus. Um, yeah, so that's Jay. Jay, run it back again? Um. Yeah, so Pixel Bath by Gene Dawson, Unlocked by Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats, Lulu by Conway, The Machine, and Alchemist. Let me squeeze. Innocent Country 2 by Quelle, Chris, and Chris Keys. And Sugar by Kyle Dion. Bet, 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 bet. Nice diverse palette. We love to see it. Jelani Hendrix. Oh, the, uh, I didn't mean know I Purple be, Machine. I didn't know I was gonna be next. Lean. Um, <laughs> you see, uh, Lean Mean Purple. <laughs> God, I don't like that. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, no surprise here. A lot of rap albums on my list. Um, actually, no two is a little different. Um, I'm just going to start it off with the obvious one. And I took a lot of this inspiration, not inspiration, but a lot of my data from my Spotify wrapped playlist. Mm. Um, so, of course, Drake, Darkling Demos. I listen to that <laughs> a lot. It's one of my favorites. I like Drake. I think that's going to be a constant throughout all of my, whenever I do like a Spotify wrapped, Drake mm-hmm. is always going to be probably the top one. As long as he puts out an album that year, I'm most likely <laughs> going to listen to it. <laughs> I'm most likely going to listen to it like a whole bunch of times. So Dark Lane Demo Tapes is up there. Uh, that Man Can't Miss. I'm an Arby's Angel. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, okay, uh, move on. <laughs> anyway, oh, so Gunna. Wanna? I like that album a lot, especially the deluxe. The deluxe was sequenced very, very well. That was a really fantastic album. That was like an album that I kind of listened to a little bit, and then just chilling with my little brother a lot, and we would just run it back when we were just, you know, bus missions to Target and shit, and that yeah. shit was like fire. People, um, yeah, people have been putting that on their end of the year list. Yeah, it's a really good album. He's he's like he's one of my favorite out of the young thug children <laughs> like the extended universe of young thug like he's definitely like the best one out of all of them like it's like him low key low got it the, the whole little um anyway so switching gears a little bit victoria monet jaguar that's a newer album that i got put on to but it's fantastic probably one of the best r&b projects i've heard in a long ass time definitely one of the my favorite projects i've heard of the year so so good it was crazy yeah, so Victoria Monet, Jaguar, just great. Uh, sticking with the R&B thing, Blast, B-L-X-T, he, uh, B-L-X-S-T. Yes, you put me onto that. That yeah. shit bumps, too. Yeah, he's an R&B artist out of Cali. I'm not sure where. I got put on uh, to him uh, through Joey Fats because Joey Fats had a song with him earlier in the year. And I was like, who the fuck is this artist with the most amazing voice on this hook? And then he had a project out called uh, No Love Lost. And that was great. He recently came out with a deluxe, which also sounds great. Um, so that, How Wise You Here, Flo Millie, another great album. Oh, I heard. Yeah. When that yeah that was, I have a, to get back. That was a fantastic debut. Like that, that was great. Uh, Eternal Take, Lil Uzi Vert. I didn't realize how often I play that album, but that first half of that album, fucking insane. Um, Perfect Storm, Wale, great EP. I 
listened to it a lot. It made me emotional. It was just really good. I don't really listen to Wale projects like that, but that one was good. Oh, um, Wale. Yeah. Oh, Wale. Yeah, seriously. I, yeah, I like Wale. He he can rap his ass off. Sometimes he, he makes good music. I, I can never say anything bad about More About Nothing, ever. You know what I'm saying? Yes, like, that, <laughs> more About Nothing? Is that yeah. the Seinfeld one? It's the album, yeah. not the mixtape. Yeah, mixtape oh, yeah, yeah, about nothing. That one mixtape. was so beautiful, bro. bro. Even a hundred miles and running, I went back to that, and that shit sounds good. Like he was rapping over justice, and I was like, damn, this yeah, that, incredible. yeah, that that project. Yes, I love that. Uh, Oolong, uh, about your imaginary friend, our friend Emily put me on. That's like a Long Island rock band. Oh, it's a group of her friends. Oh, Emily put me on to a few things too. Yeah, she made me hella playlist this year. So yeah. shout out to Emily. Like, if you're listening, like, you, she put me on to Mad Music, and I put her on to a bunch of like drug dealing music, which was cool. You dope it out the whips. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you know, all the rap artists, you got to put me on. I was like, oh, bet. Here's a playlist full of 250 songs of all music that makes you want to kill people and yourself. Done anyway, and yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that Oolong album unexpectedly fucking slaps. Like, I shout out to my homie Lotso. Uh, he had a really big metal phase in high school. So, and I was in his car all of high school. So, if he had a phase, I had a phase. I got an indie rock soft spot. You know what I'm saying? So that album was great. And uh, and then to end it all off, Lil Boat Three, Lil Yachty, Lil one of my favorite albums of the year. <laughs> what he I sounds mean, like. It's he sounds. It, I mean, the sound palette good. just really struck me in a visceral way, and it resonated with me strongly. Like, I just really loved that project so much. So, you know, Lil Boat Three, really, really good. <laughs> yeah, you should see the way you can't see, it, but Jelani Cheese is so hard right now. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just wanted to throw up. That made me throw up. Inside. I, you need to stop hanging on the concrete, boys, nigga. That's my nigga RD, bro. Lil Boat. Lil Boat. So yeah, that's uh, anyway. impersonation. So um, run that back for me. <clears throat> that was a lot. It was a lot. I bulged all of it though. Okay, so I don't even think that's five, bro. No, it was a little bit more, but I couldn't really like, I couldn't really narrow it down because I listened to a lot. I I my list is like almost like twenty albums long. So it was just like all the albums that I enjoyed, and then I bolded the ones that I enjoyed the most. So Oolong, about your imaginary friend, Wale, the Imperfect Storm, uh, Eternal Take, Oh Why Is You Here, Flo Millie. No Love Lost, Blast, uh, Lil Boat 3, Jaguar by Victoria Monet, Wanna by Gunna, and Dark Lane Demo Tapes by Drizzy, Drake, The God, Six God. Not gonna lie, I did enjoy Dark Lane Tapes because it was like diverse in sound because they were all just like scattered singles and whatnot. But Jay, Jay about to lose it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, Drake makes good music. I don't understand why this is up for debate. So you know, what I'm yeah, saying? he's just. I mean, like, yeah, Drake as a character is just whatever. But exactly, if it's very diverse music. Is if it's come from him, it's usually slaps. I don't. I mean, I don't know if you heard my mom, but she she wasn't trying to hear it either. Yeah, me right, neither. Uh, facts. <laughs> facts you have met. Oh wait, is it? Is it Drake next? I think it's. it's yeah, it's Drake. Yeah, yeah. By, like, the yeah we intro. are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so <clears throat> no, I'm joking. Um, yeah, I I didn't. It's weird. I wanted to listen to a lot of hip hop this year. Didn't do that. Like Griselda came out with like four albums this year. I only listened to like two. No, damn, they came out with like six. Yeah, because four of those albums what, came from like Westside. Westside, yeah, Westside put out like yeah, three oh or four albums. Goodness. Benny put out one, and and Conway put out one. Yeah. Um, and then Benny put out a mixtape too. Yeah, I think Benny year. put out two projects. He he came out with yeah. a mixtape with his crew. Right. Yeah. And his crew. Then, 
burden of proof. Yeah. So I was like bogged. I wasn't even bogged out. I just never got back to it. I just wasn't in the mood to get mad and just kill people, you know? Like I always. So I don't understand that. <laughs> ready to pull out the, what the, what, the glizzy? Nine. The, what's the, the knife thing called? Oh, the switchblade? Oh, the Bowie knife? Ching. Yeah. Oh, the Ching? About to Ching, man? <laughs> um, so, so my album's kind of floated in the uh, electronic and, and jazzier space. So for starters, um, two albums I'm going to start with came out early in the year, in January, I think, January, February, and like really dominated the front half of the year for me. And then even on the second half, like still were things I knew, like if I ran it back, I'd run it from front to back without even blinking. So the first album is um, from Steve Spacek. Uh, the album's called Houses. Um, mm. Steve Spacek, I think also comes from the Detroit area, if I'm not mistaken. Um, really like on first listen, it's kind of like this wonky electronic house stuff, but it's all really melodic and really pleasurable to listen to. Um, and like, it's just good house, you know, like I'm, I'm always down to listen to house music. I'm getting deeper into that bag and exploring different areas there. And Steve Spacek, I know comes from, can, can bounce between like hip hop circles and um, the more electronic side of, of Detroit. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, like him and at least how I found about, found out about Steve Spacek was from Jay Dilla. Cause I think he does let the dollar circulate. If you guys mm. know that song, um, I don't. It's it's a good track, um, but he does his thing on it, and I was like, oh cool. And then this album is just like, it's yeah, it's a really good like way to set the tone in terms of a mood. It's like super melodic, really interesting sounds on it. So that's a, a heavy hitter for me that came out early in the year. Sorry, I let my phone ring. Hang on. Another album came out a little bit later in the year, uh, but another electronic album comes from the duo that is John Tejada and Reggie Watts called Wahada. Um, it's called Don't Let Get You Down. Um, I love Reggie Watts because Reggie Watts makes great music, but he never locks it down because it's always improv. So he's always just making stuff up on the spot. So this album is like a great um anchor for him and apparently this is their second album together um but it takes like that creative like loose um improv energy that reggie watts is known for and and as far as i understand um john tejada is like a like a a well-established house producer and there's just some really good just like jubilant energy on that album and it's like album that carried me a lot through um the pandemic just because like anytime I listen to it, I would get energized. It's like the same way that like Katronada has that like affectious bounce to him. This whole yeah. album got the same way to me. Cause anytime I put it on, I wanted to like be out in public. And this is an album. If I had the opportunity to DJ out more, I would have played a lot of um, it to, to the point where like, it might've been annoying that I try to play it so much, but like the title track is such a good song, especially because like, it's supposed it's like this uplifting kind of tune it doesn't make any sense the title like if you read it doesn't make any sense but like the energy that the song provides is such a good energy so that 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 album is great especially because it can tie down reggie watts to like 
an actual song on wax as opposed to like catch this freestyle he did on this episode of this show or like on youtube yeah. so, mm-hmm. uh, i was super happy about that <clears throat> um yeah number three for me is ego lma's honey for wounds um came out kind of mid-year i think either may or june i can't remember and i don't have it in front of me but um it's really good um r&b record or it's like it falls in that like gray area of r&b and jazz but um yeah it was just like it's it's dense too lyrically and this is one of the albums that i like picked up on a little bit more lyrically the more i listened to it but um just like one of the standout tracks was um girls don't always sing about boys it's it's a song that that tackles you know it like tackles the cliche of the female like r&b singer just singing about heartbreak and stuff and mm-hmm. and tackles uh contemporary issues um to the point where she's like like i don't always want to sing about that stuff because there's you know um air pollution uh sustainable fashion all these other things that i can focus my energy on and that kind of aware <clears throat> excuse me that kind of awareness carries itself throughout the whole album um so it's re- like sonically really good has a lot of good producers that i'm aware of that worked on this project from the uk she's from the uk um mm-hmm. a lot of the people that she worked uh, worked with is from the uk she worked with a, a trumpet player that i'm aware of by the name of theo uh, theo coker i think i believe that's his last name i can't remember it's crocker coker um but yeah really good album overall and it, like like this so my my spotify wrap up this yeah. year was skewed by um movie soundtracks and ambient music that i was listening to a lot just to like be in a mood or just to like chill but like i i ran one of those songs from that album like unnecessarily um so that album really kind of stuck out for me and just stayed in rotation um i think this is yeah four four is a recent album that came out not too long ago. It is Dougie Stew's Familiar Future, um, a jazz album that came out not too long ago. Apparently, Dougie Stew has been um, playing with a couple of other groups. I think Bryjean in particular is one of them that he played with. But this album is just cool, man. Like I know everyone like uses cool to talk about jazz at times. Um, you know, coming from like the tail end of the bebop era into like the Miles Davis kind of wave of things but this album just feels cool it's like that that like that soul jazz fusion that we all like love to go back to and we're like listening to like we you know go down the rabbit hole of like hip-hop samples and then you go into the the jazz soul stuff Mm -hmm. um this is right there right at home and it's just cool as shit like i feel like this album i can pitch to my dad and be like yes Mm -hmm. oh yeah (laughs) and then Grover Washington and all those other heads. Of it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's definitely in that, that wheelhouse. And then um, my fifth is Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats. Cause like we talked about it, like that was the album. I was like, Oh, Kenny Beats is more than the guy who has like heavy bass on his tracks and just smacks the shit at me. Like there's one song on that project. That's just like a groove. It's an instrumental track. That's just a groove. And I can't, remember what it's called i think it's called yeah, as i pull up the album i think it's track, track seven yeah, yeah. track seven is just like a groove and i was like i didn't know kenny could do this oh so, cosmic 
Um, I think it's the it's the one before Cosmic. Oh, track wow. seven is called. Yeah, I think it's, it's called track seven. seven. It's literally just like a groove. Also, I oh, really like this yeah, album, yeah, yeah. album too because it's conceptual. Like, it's conceptual sonically. I think lyrically, it's just like Denzel rapping, which is which is great. You know, also, great. watch the sh- the movie. Yeah. I haven't watched. Yeah, it. yeah. Oh cool. man, it really it really puts you in that space like, where they want you to how you how they want you to experience the record. Like. Yeah, and I think when the album came out too, like, like they like did the pseudo beef where like Denzel was mad at Kenny for mm-hmm. leaking the album, and then like I think the movie is them exploring who leaked the album or whatever, whatever the case. Um, yeah, it's just like it's concise too. And again, I think we talked about this on a previous episode. But like albums that are short just stick with me at this moment. This album EP, whatever you want to call it, now it's seventeen minutes. And it's 17 minutes of heaters, you know, like this feels like the push album when it came out, however long that Wyoming Kanye phase was yeah. like that shit was just like heater, heater, heater. Yeah, it was seven same minutes. Way. It was like all the same BPM. It was. It felt like a scene. Yeah, yeah. So and especially like the vocal effects on this album too. Like it's not just Denzel. It's, oh, it's, yeah. it's a tried and true collaboration between the two because like mm-hmm. Denzel does bring his heat and then they'll do like a beat switch halfway through a song and then, you know, put like a vocal effect on Denzel's voice and do a whole thing. So um, yeah, that was super tight um, as like a, you know, runner up. And I think everyone effectively feels, feels the same way. Like salt is on the list of course, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, you know, it's a great album. We don't have to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's me. We I think so. To run, what? <laughs> we already did. We did talk about it. <laughs> yeah, that all yeah. I mean, um, if you know, you know. So yeah, sure. Steve SpaceX Houses, uh, Honey for Wounds by Ego LMA, um, Familiar Future by Dougie Stew, Wahada, Don't Like Get You Down, and Unlocked by Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats. That's what I'm gonna go with for now. All right, I guess I'll start talking about mine. Big so, man. Um, yeah, again, not ranked, uh, but of course, my first one I thought of was Alfredo. True. I even have an Alfredo hoodie. Hey, so, let's go! Let's oh, merch. Yeah, got got the merch for it. Stuck out to me. That was like I was dying for this to finally come out. This concept of Freddie paired with Alchemist, and it was exactly what I wanted. It was ten songs. They were all slappers in so many different ways, and I I just looked at it and really just it, again, it was one of those. I can't believe I finally got this, and both people came to the plate. Um, yeah, even more so to me than Bandana. In all honesty, like I like this, yeah. how how this feels, and like and bandana was a moment to me. But if I look at this objectively, yeah. I'm like all yeah, of like these, you, yeah, yeah. And you know, it, like it really goes to show, like you would think after X amount of years that Freddie's been in the game that he would like like lose a step or like miss like a step. Better every just, time I hear him, he I'm gets like, better and better and better. And better. It's, he's really an anomaly in that sense because you don't know how he does it, but somehow it's better than his last product. It's like it makes no it really sense. is unbelievable. Yeah. He's been smart in his collaborators too. I feel like he hasn't just like like he's very much paired up with good producers and just worked with them. Yeah. So that shows. And it's he he shows up on stuff where you're like, 
Yeah, nah, yeah, you needed to be on this, and you always kill it. Um, number two is uh, Tom Mish, Yusuf, What Kind oh, of Day. Yeah. Super, super warm album, and I just love top to bottom, every composition on it. Again, yeah, Freddie showed up on it. Yep. Um, look at that, floated on it. But yep. it was just a testament to really, I, I mean, I've listened to a lot of other Tom Mish stuff, so I know what he's capable of, but really, it's absolutely like a warm, almost sounds like a, a beach evening. Is how I describe the album, and it's it's nice in that way that it was warm, but it felt spacious. And I feel like oftentimes warm songs tend to have a very like uh, intimate feel, so it was a good balance. And but yeah, so that that absolutely one hundred percent suck out. Just to interject, if you haven't facts, listen to "Welcome to the Hills." It's the use of Days Trio. Crazy, right? Okay, okay, I gotta listen then. Um, number three, those young ladies, Chloe and Halle Bailey. Mm. Ungodly oh, hour. Yes, that, that is a bop a Boppington. That, that is a record. Like, I had no idea. I was like, whoa, oh, this is from oh. jump. I was just like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> you know, I at first I remember them from Blackish, right? Or no, um, it's a uh, spin-off of Blackish. Uh, it's uh Mixedish. Grownish. Mixedish. No, that's a mix too. Yeah, mixedish is the mom. It's hilarious, but yeah, I remember them from Grownish. By the time I, I got to the, the yeah, I saw the record, I was just like, huh. <laughs> By the time I got to the title track, I was like, oh, you sold me. But and then the title track hits, and I was like, oh shit, like you could do it all. And then I was like, who is this? I was like, disclosure. I was like, whoa, that was yeah. Uh, yeah, so top to bottom, just hits, just hits. And I, I miss, to me, it's just one of those things where I just absolutely miss pop songs engaging in harmonies and just singers engaging with harmonies and interesting harmonies in general. And I feel like that tends to be lost in a lot of like more R&B artists. So to hear it, you know, bold on the grand stage is, is wonderful to see. And, you know, I already see them taking that Beyonce torch in due time because they come with that same intensity live too. And I'm like, Oh, so they, they know what they're doing. So I'm, I'm excited to see what they have going forward. Um, number four for me. Yes. Unlocked. Of course. Uh, been listening to Denzel since like 2015 and I've just really enjoyed everything he's given us since then. And then to hear him, you know, and I have no idea what I was expecting and I wasn't expecting this and how bombacious it is and like how well it meshes together. It was almost like this is what like if Denzel needed a more unique style like this is it like he achieved it with this where it's you know, it has that old school hip hop boom bap bounce. But the sound choices are with synths and all of these weird effects where, you're, you know, almost feels alien like, but it's, it's such a good marriage. And I'm excited to see more combos of producer artists just bring out the best in each other. Like, that's what this year is really shown, especially when we look, you know, it's not in none of mine, but hit boy just showing up on so many different people's projects and actually bringing the best out in them. And I just love to see that. So, and I feel like, you know, there was some years where it wasn't really as prevalent. So 2020 feels like it was. And then lastly, for my number five, I would say, uh, slow rush tame Impala. Yeah. And you know what? I, I, I thought about it and I was like, I probably should put this on here. Cause it also popped up on my 2020 list. And I listened to that like aggressively. Yeah. When it came out very very it's tame apollo like i what else can i really say in a way that like if you listen to them you know exactly what you're getting 
and it just fits that every time. I'm like, ah, you guys did it again. I don't know how you did it, but you hooked me in again. So like that type, the, the opener, that one more year kills me. Yeah. It's so good. And then he did a, he did like a Balearic version, which is like 17 minutes long, bro. Oh, man. Not every time, dude. Every it's time. just, I don't, yeah, I don't know how they do it. They're just, you wrote me in for all of these long songs and you do it every time. All these like six minute songs and I'm like, damn, but I'm still listening. So I really can't complain if you're hooking me in that well. So yes, to run it back, Alfredo, Freddie Gibbs, Thomas, Use of Days, What Kind of Days, Ungodly Hour, Chloe and Hallie, Unlocked, Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats and the Slow Rush Team Apollo. Nice, solid spread. Nice, solid spread. Now that all the lists are coming out, this is where I'm like, oh, let me see what the, the, the whites were listening. No, I'm joking. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I never but the white, the but like, I am like, that's where I'm like, what like what was popping on the other side of things yeah. that Whatever I Whatever was popping on TikTok, <laughs> which was No, black. I'm not even talking about TikTok. I know Fiona <laughs> Apple is all I see is like the standout oh, yeah. white people. Fiona Apple and Phoebe Bridgers. Apparently like, oh, yeah, 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 Phoebe yeah. Bridgers. Yo, white people love Phoebe Bridges. It's, it's crazy. I want to listen to it. Phoebe so, Bridges yeah. and Harry Styles and Maggie oh, yeah. Rogers. Forgot about that. Oh, Taylor Swift came out this year, right? Didn't folklore drop this oh, year? Oh yeah, folklore. Everyone's Yo, talking about folklore. White women were eating. This I heard. Thing, yeah, I heard that it was like people were like, "Oh shit, she going back to like her old shit." So I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like I guess that's a big thing. I didn't know that was possible. I feel like that's not how that usually goes. But she's an owl. I'm in that country bag again, cuz. I don't know, but if it's not Casey Musgraves, I don't want to hear it. Oh my god! And nineteen eighty nine is Taylor Swift's best album, in my opinion. Anyway, so I feel like amongst her fans, it's like, oh, that was a record that I missed. Nineteen eighty nine had some some blappers on. I heard it was either that or Red. I feel like the two big ones. Yeah. Um, Is it worth mentioning runner ups? Yeah, I was was gonna. I was gonna throw some out there real fast. Yeah. Um, for me, like Machine, Machine Drums album, definitely. Is up there. It's just really fucking good. Um, Land the Hobbes' album. If I listened to it more, yes. definitely would have been up there. Because yes. I, I ran it back like two days when we were originally going to uh, record this. And I was like, yo, this is a great album. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. That, Cleo Soul's Rose in the Dark, also really fucking good. Especially because we talked about the Salt album. And it's her. Yeah, I like, know. That whole album is great. And uh, another one of those albums, like I ran back heavy in the early part of the year. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel like I have to talk about it. You know what also dropped? Really brief, but really good. Kaylin Ellis's Afterthoughts. Yes. That, oh, I got to like, listen. Yes. Tapes, like, I run that incessantly. <laughs> oh, I played it on my streams all the time. You know it's, what I love about that record? It's like this, it's just small bites. And it's just nothing but goodness. It's like listening to the song, but getting to the best part of the song. Oh wow! Listening to the best part of the song and having that just be the album. It's just every track is the best part of this song, and it's like it's just no end for thirteen minutes, and it's just oh, really, really good. Um, yeah, I believe Dre put me onto that too, and his other record too, Moments, yeah. is also very similar to that. And if you just feel like zoning out to a really good beat tape, um, beat tapes, 
those are good. And as a matter of fact, speaking of beat tapes, a runner up for me this year was 1988 by Knowledge. I gotta run that back more. That was awesome. I mean, I didn't like that was to me like uh knowledge's like pop like i don't know i don't know how to really explain it but it like his crossover record out of the just very um like abstract um weird shit that yeah 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 (laughs) like yeah pretty yes precisely um but yeah 1988 really good love the textures love the melodies love the harmonies on that um also another runner up for me was yeah salt we said that yeah yeah it was <laughs> that was that, yeah every yes it's not yes, a bad that album. was a yes if anyone says otherwise then... mm-hmm. <laughs> right <laughs> talk about right, right oh you know oh um you know what shout out to uh somebody that i know um geo theory i don't know if oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Theory came out with something called the pantheist and it is an experience looking forward to that. like he i mean he he is always known to like put out records that like um just have uh it's almost like a slow burn but the way it's uh contextualized and how it's structured it never feels like a uh, drag or yeah or a slog to get through it's almost like every moment or every every second that you listen to it it's like you're infatuated or you put you're put into another place because it's really um immersive so really like that record that was that came out not too long ago shout out to geo theory um, i'm looking at your so jay's got spotify up lower going through these things um positions yeah that one was good too yeah kiki yes yes i was actually contemplating putting that on my top yeah, list really well. good. yeah. um i saw her in like, person she is too pretty to just be walking in public oh my God. um but that's neither here or there oh my God. <laughs> Jelani is a fan. <laughs> Let's just put it of her face, definitely. Uh, oh, her music, <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow. Digging wow. himself in the ground. <laughs> I mean, what do you want me to say? Um, uh, is that is that your runner-ups, or you got more? Niagara. I have plenty more, but I'm not going to bore Niagara. you all with it. Niagara by Redvale. Shout out, Cass, so for putting good. me on. That was so good. That shit was Wasn't that nice. Amazing? Oh, right. oh man, that's nice, man. That, that young cool. man spitting, the beats is hitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like, I just love that like, in your bedroom, like just raw as fuck. Just and it's just straight up talent. Like it's just there's no glitz and glam, no bells and whistles to it. It's just yeah, straight up heat. Um, Bishop movie. I was okay. I was thinking about that literally like three days ago. I was like, "Whatever happened, we can cut Why this part out." Where the that, that man was supposed to be like the future, like low key. Like, where the fuck is Bishop Nero? Where did that even come from? No, I don't know because I feel like people were like uh, lauding this this <laughs> the album you just mentioned in the same way that people were like Bishop Nero is the future, yeah, and not I'm to clown him because he he raps, he raps for sure. Yeah, but, like, 
Yeah, I don't think he landed the way everyone expected. I don't want. I don't. I feel like at some point it's gonna come back to like to us, and he's gonna find a way to fucking. I'm not. I'm not saying anything bad about him, but I just don't think he landed the way everyone thought he was gonna land. Um, can I get into my runner-ups? Or? Go ahead, bro. Free right. I thought we were just listing them as a free-for-all. Oh, oh, I, my bad. But uh, yeah, Kenny Mason, Angelic Hoodrat, really, really yes. good. Kenny Mason, if you yes. guys are not him, he's fantastic. I, yeah. Yeah. Atlanta, he's like a baby JID. If you listen to the album, it's not even like a lot of like rap. There's like a, there's some like rock influences on there too, like on some punk rock shit. So it's a very good, diverse album. I first heard about him late last year or early this year through other people. But yeah, like Kenny Mason, fantastic. And uh, this band called I Dress that my cousin Aries put me on to. I don't know how to describe their genre, but it's like sad alt rock, I think. It's like a, it's a, I don't know how to really describe it, but it's just really, really good. I love that album. It's called uh, Let's Skip to the Wedding by I Dress. Really dope. Mm. Um, everything else is just more rap. I have uh, Fly God too, also on there. I just didn't feel like putting a Griselda album because it's like obvious I was gonna enjoy it, but so I didn't want to put it in my top list. But Fly God too for sure. Um, yeah, Larry June, keep going. That's him and Harry Fraud. Love Larry June. Um, yeah, but I think that's it for the me. price of tea in China. Oh, word, I forgot Boldy dropped like three projects this year. It came out early. He dropped the deluxe and then he came out with another joint. Yeah, so that was our end of the year wrap up. There's a lot to digest here, but uh, take it in strides and um, tell us what you think. Also, share with us your favorite albums of 2020 as well. We would love to hear it. Our next episode is going to feature some of your choices so feel free to email us or mention us on twitter or dm us whatever get in contact with us we'll share it we'll listen to it we love to hear it um that was a quarter note thank you for listening as always follow us at the underscore quarter note on twitter and instagram tell us what you think i'm jay cas i'm jelani carter i'm andre dowdy i'm fax mercury Peace and prosperity. Oh, 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 oh,